Well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is my favorite beer of all time. I well, hence why I brought it. Thank you. (laughs) Um, it's definitely one of my tops for sure. And the tis the season. Um, yeah, Oktoberfest just around the corner. So love having it in September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It always comes out right around my birthday every year. So that always feels like a bit of a gift. It is. <laughs> Happy birthday. While the Radcraft Industry Relief Podcast kit traveled the USA, I sat down in person with our next two guests. I'm here with Kristen Moraro, the marketing director at Ska Brewing in Southwest Colorado's San Juan Mountains, where we both call home. Seen in to Oktoberfest season of 2023, we're downtown in the Radcraft office looking at the changing leaves on Smelter Mountain. We both showed up today with bouquets of flowers for one another. I'm your host, Emily Hutto. Thanks for tuning in. Well, my name is Kristen Moraro, and I'm the marketing director at Ska Brewing. Ska has always been a really big part of my beer story. I first came to Durango in 2012, which is when I was working on the book. Mm-hmm. And in that exchange, I talked mostly with Bill and Dave. Bill Graham and Dave Thibodeau, OG home-turned-pro-brewers, co-founded Scott Brewing in Durango in 1995. They were the second craft brewery ever to put their beer in an aluminum can so as to best support outdoor adventuring and recycling thereafter. They're a decorated lager house with lots of awards for their Mexican lager, Ruby Soho, and Oktoberfest. They're home of one of Colorado's signature IPAs, Modus Hopperandi. The branding at Ska is inspired by a comic book and heavily influenced by all waves of Ska music. Characters brewing beers with character is their slogan, and characters the Ska team are indeed. They're not afraid to get rowdy skanking in mosh pits or push boundaries with what they'll put in their mash tuns. When I say that Ska is a big part of my beer story, I'm not alone. Especially for those of us who love craft beer and ska music, ska brewing is the mothership. It's the destination place of many a beer pilgrimage and for diehard fans of this radical music genre. This is such a lame, cliche story to tell, but I remember standing on the catwalk above the fermentation tanks with them at 10 a.m. drinking Modus. And they're just, yeah, naturally. And they're just telling me all about what life is like in Durango. And I couldn't help myself but just feel like I want to live here. I want to be a part of this scene. And I love this music and I love this beer and all these people are just so great. And Durango is the place. That's funny. I I mean, we talk about that a lot in some of your initial trips down here. And, you know, so many people say, oh, I'm going to move to Durango or it's so nice here. And you were like, no, I'm really going to move here. (laughs) I was like, all right, yay. (laughs) So that was exciting. But yeah. 
<laughs> well, my move was made so warmly welcome by you. Um, oh, you just, you made me feel like part of the ska crew and part of the team in Durango. And just, you made me feel like a local before I got that title. I'm, I'm going on five years. I don't even know if I'm officially a local yet, but. You're, you're um, close. I am, I'm just shy of 25 years. So half, you know, more than half my life or half my life pretty much out of school. I came out here just to explore for a summer. I'd never been to Colorado and um, came out and was passing through to visit a friend and never left. And so, yeah, fast forward, found, started, um, I had an event planning business and worked on a lot of events around town. One of my favorite was um, Oktoberfest which I worked with all the local brewers and what we call the Bootleggers Society and Bootleggers Organization. Um, And eventually that translated into um, getting to know Ska Brewing more and starting starting there as their event coordinator. You do everything for them now. (laughs) (laughs) I wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. I wanted to establish how we know each other because we'd been working together before I moved to Durango and for a couple years before the pandemic hits and then crash, boom, everything falls apart. And um, we put together these industry relief chats and I decided to invite the folks in the industry who I thought were our craft communicators. So maybe sales, maybe marketing, maybe ownership, maybe everything, but just people who really tell the story of craft beer for a living in their Mm -hmm. various capacities and you were naturally on that list of invitees, not only because that's what you do for a living, but because you are my buddy and I wanted to see more of you and I couldn't. So <laughs> yeah. we would Zoom from a couple of blocks away in some instances. Did that, was that a happy hour at first? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. I, yeah. I, 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 gosh, I remember, I think one of the first ones sitting outside like on my porch. <laughs> Um, in the afternoon, and we were all like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and we couldn't all be in the same spot. So yeah, that was, I remember, I remember the start of that. Yeah, I was drinking a Mexican lager during one of those first ones that you dropped for me on my doorstep, oh, you know, right. no contact drop. Yeah. And then we, I mean, we lived blocks away from each other at that point. Yeah. So it was just the weirdest sensation to know that my friend had been there and was then on the Zoom and we're yeah. drinking from the same batch, but mm-hmm. it was just so good to catch up with everybody. Yeah, that was, um, that all started right as Mexican lager was coming out. <laughs> I was like, oh, you need some. <laughs> yeah, I, that was that was awesome. Talk about a kind gift. <laughs> hey, the world's falling apart, but here's a case of here's Mexican lager. A good batch. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a good batch. <laughs> well, yeah. it was a no-brainer that I invite you. And then when you stayed a part of the conversations and really became one of our usual suspects, I thought that you always brought such calmness and care to what you decided to say to the group. Everybody came with their issues and their struggles, but you always came to the table with an issue maybe that you were working out or you would come with a silver lining or you'd always have a positive spin. And I think that your approach during that period of time encouraged the rest of us to stay positive too. I've come out of this trying, come out of 2020, really trying to just simplify what I can in my life and um, and just, you know, focus on the things that I can control and 
and really let go of the things that don't serve me or my family. You know, when you're in a group like that and you realize everyone's going through the same thing, so you kind of have to look past the scaredness or, you know, um, some of that and think about what, what you can do and, and the positive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's come up in these chats too that we kind of had to look past the ego. We didn't really have a lot of space for thinking that we knew what we were doing back then. Right, right. Yeah, no, no, we were, no one had ever been through that before or, you know, could um, see it, foresee it coming or having it happen in our lifetime. So I think, yeah, like you're saying, there, there was no ego. You're all, we're all in it together and we're there to help each other out. I think, I mean, we, you know, we know the craft beer industry traditionally has been very, um, welcoming and, you know, sharing information and, you know, um, helpful to each other. So of course, when something like that comes up, we're all going to pitch in and help each other out and share ideas and ideas and stories and, um, whatever needs to happen. We kicked off the first Radcraft industry relief call of 2021 by asking our participants what they had learned in the past year. Here's Kristen. Some of the words I wrote down were, patience and compassion. I feel like this year has taught me to a lot more about being patient and just not, not just with people or, you know, the person next to you in the grocery store or wherever, but just, you know, getting, you know, we all want things to get back to normal. And, you know, like we talked about this, this is not going to go back to normal. So we got to be patient and see how kind of things evolve and, and kind of what that new normal is for us. And, and, and I'm trying to look at it. I'm kind of excited about it. Today, I'm still asking Kristen and all of our industry relief friends to reflect on the evolution of the last few years. I actually encourage everyone everywhere to take time to reflect with your people. You might end up making a podcast about it one day. I think things, you know, changed a little bit. The industry was um, kind of changing a little bit before COVID and then after COVID it's, I think it's kind of gone back to a little bit where it was pre COVID and we're starting to see a lot of things shift. Um, some good, some not so good. So it's just kind of keeping that communication open and, and talking with people like you and Julia and Laura and all everybody who has been around for a bit and, and just seeing what we think the next, phases or the next, um, evolution. Yeah. The next evolution is right on because I mean, when in your experience in beer has anything ever been stagnant, right? (laughs) It's constantly changing. There's always something to chase like a trend or a new beer style, or there's just something going on that makes our world very dynamic. Yes. So you make a great point in that it was always pretty rapidly changing before. And Mm -hmm. now here we are, I think a little more open to those sorts of changes. I I think the pandemic thickened our skin a bit and Mm -hmm. made it so that sudden changes or I'll use the terrible word again, pivots. um, (laughs) We all got a little better at that. And it was because we had to. Did we get the t-shirts made? (laughs) We probably should. (laughs) Pivot. Um, No, I I agree with you. I think um, it definitely thickened our skin, and we're up for the challenge now. We've been through tough times, and so we can, um, you know, persevere and adjust to 
um, the trends. What's the biggest takeaway of what you've learned over the course of the last couple years and how do you use that or implement that now? I think I've, um, I've learned how to be calm more. Does that, I mean, does that make sense? And not react so quickly or, you know, things, changes will happen and things will come, but, you know, just kind of rolling with the punches and um, taking it day by day is really my approach right now to my professional world Um, and just doing what we know how to do um, is really, really what it comes down to. And, you know, we've always been focused on uh, being a a fun brewery and, uh, of course, with all of our comic book themes and music and uh, of the beer, of course, making sure we're making quality beer. And we know if we stick true to to those, then, um, you know, we will be able to keep moving forward. And, and so I think kind of what I've learned is just to always go back to that and, um, and just kind of take it one day at a time. That's perfect. I think Ska is one of those brands that has such a strong established brand. I can imagine when you're making decisions for the future, it's critical to stick with what you know and mm-hmm. almost return to home base to make sure that you're aligned with the vision and the brand before yeah. you take a step forward. Or at least that's what I would advise people to do in the marketing and right. branding space. Right. But Ska, especially because it is so strongly branded and consistent and it just has this it has this really special vibe of ska music that you can almost turn toward. I can imagine that helps with some guiding light on the days where it's like, what's next? We have a lot to lean on. And I mean, it's celebrating our 28th anniversary <laughs> this weekend, which seems crazy. But, um, you know, uh, a, a well-established brand and, you know, we just lean into that a lot. It's not just beer, too. It's It's the ska music, it's the world headquarters, it's the people, it's, I mean, there's a lot going on, but what ska does, I think, with its branding and its spaces that it creates is it gives you an experience beyond just a beer to drink, which arguably with 9,000 plus craft breweries in the United States to effectively compete with, ska is, in my opinion, doing it right because it's about the beer, but it's not just about the beer. I fully agree, and we, um, I, I think too, we've had po- since 2020, um, when things kind of opened back up, we've just had so many people come through our tasting room. Um, you know, we, we definitely, um, uh, I mean, we're we're destination brewery for the Southwest and for. Durango. And so it is about the experience when you come out there so much so that sometimes we get, we get comments if, if we don't have ska music playing when they show up, (laughs) we hear about it, you know, but that's the expectation. That's part of the experience and the ska experience when you come to the brewery and, um, and it's definitely a vibe once you're there. Our menus are all comic books and, the, uh, you know, we always have music playing and, and the decor and everything is, um, is ties in with our branding and, um, and the comic book theme. So, uh, it, 
it, it, to your point, it, it, I mean, it's definitely more than the beer. You know, it's all built around the beer, and and that's where it um, all stems from. But we've created kind of this iconic brand and um, brewery and experience for everybody, and and for the locals too. I think we've you know done a, a very good job of um, being just part of the community here and having whenever. Fo- Locals have people, family in town or friends visiting. You know, they're always coming by Ska to show them around and everything. And and I think locals are proud of the brewery too. You know, we they're they're part of the whole um, twenty eight years of building it. So it's a big part of it. So yeah, it's fun fun place to be and work. The annual Ska anniversary and Brewers Invitational is a big deal in Durango. And to the beer and ska music lovers who travel from all over the country to catch some of the best ska bands on the globe and sample world-class beers made by ska and their brewery brethren. To celebrate 28 years in 2023, ska and friends poured more than 30 beers while Fishbone played an epic set. Last year, the headliner was Hepcat, and in 2021, it was the Mighty Mighty Boston's. You've probably heard their most popular song, The Impression That I Get. I think I could talk about this with you all day and anybody, but I do believe that the beer industry has changed for good over the course of the last several years. And being a part of a Radcraft or of this Radcraft Industry Relief group helped me see the silver linings more readily because of all the people who would show up and stay positive and help each other and collaborate. Um, So I could think of a lot of ways the beer industry has changed for good, but I'd love to hear what your way is. It's always been a fun industry and and folks who started breweries are very innovative and creative and, uh, and that that has continued. You know, it, we always say it comes in it, in waves. And so, you know, right now we're down a little bit on the wave, but um, it'll we'll start to see it coming back up. Um, it always does, so. It always does. And yeah. I think, especially if you've stood the test of time and stuck around as one of those sustainable breweries or people in the industry, you're there because you wanna be. Right, right. You could probably go make more money and not get paid in t-shirts and liquid somewhere else (laughs) somewhere else exactly (laughs) yeah yeah no you're you know very true and it's fun when you're sitting around with a bunch of brewers who are so into the beer and you know getting excited about it and everyone's there because they want to be for sure yeah yeah it's those moments and conversations like these two that always remind me that I'm exactly where I want to be right despite some of the nagging days or whatnot right like course you're going to have those but yeah it's a pretty spectacular industry to be a part of I think that there is such a strong analogy in the marketing that you do and in the brewery that you work at in the town that you find yourself in between beer as this conduit for community and in the ska space they've really leaned in you all have leaned into not just the beer side and the music side but the art side and the outdoors side of I'm basically just like all these really atri- awesome attributes of of being a person and having great hobbies that mm-hmm. Scott leans into as the beer and beer and music and art are 
are sort of vessels for people to connect? Yeah, you know, um, all those things that you just mentioned and all the the music, the art, the outdoor activities, the biking and everything, I mean, that's all stuff we do all the time. So it, it just happened naturally. Um, you know, it wasn't always a strategic move or thought out process. We just, you know, when, when Bill and Dave started brewing back in the day, they were always listening to ska music and punk music and reading comic books. And it just naturally evolved uh, or, you know, evolved into the brewery. And then, um, you know, living in a town like Durango, we all live here because of the outdoor um, area, you know, everything, all the trails, the river going right through town. So, um, you know, we, we support a lot of bike events, running events, um, outdoor ski ski events. It just was always a natural fit because that's what we do. Um, and so I think we always like to say, you know, beer just, it goes with all those things. <laughs> You know, you don't want to hop off your bike and chug a glass of wine. <laughs> so um, it just, it it's part of who we are in the brewery and it, it all just fits together really well, especially in Durango. Thank you, Kristen, for the positivity and humility with which you showed up for Radcraft Industry Relief. Thanks for the beers and the flowers too. Making and drinking beer are actions that connect a person to place and to their communities. Like Julia said, beer is a cause for other causes. And like Laura affirms, we can make change across the world through our tap rooms with well-meaning people who can be cultural leaders and change makers. Cheers to the cultural leaders, movers and shakers at Ska Brewing. In our next and final episode, I head to Dolores, Colorado, where Mark Youngquist of Dolores River Brewery has been building community around beer for 22 years now. I hope you'll tune in. This podcast has been a Radcraft production. Get to know us at radcraftbeer.com slash industry relief.